The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. First Samuel, I'm going to begin reading in uh, verse, I think 
We'll begin at verse 11. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are all thy children here? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come. Now Samuel had been sent by God to Bethlehem, and he was to go anoint a person as king, and God did not tell Samuel who that was. He just told him to go to the house of Jesse, and so what's happened is he came, and of course the oldest son was brought before him, the seemingly possibly the most mature, uh, handsome son. And then they started down the line, and each time that one would be brought before Samuel, he would say, no, this is not the one. And so they had come all the way down then until Samuel said unto Jesse, because he'd already uh, looked at and interviewed, as it were, all of his boys, and he says, are all your children here? Have we seen all your children? And Jesse said, well, there remains one more. He's the youngest, and he keepeth the sheep. And I always thought, well, you know, the one that God's looking for is the one who's keeping the sheep, the one who's working, not the one who's looking for work, <laughs> but the one who is working. And so one thing about David, I noticed here that all the other fellows were real accessible. They were hanging around the house, you know, probably laying around watching TV if they had TV in those days. But uh, says, no, there's one more, and he's out keeping uh, the family farm, so to speak. He's out keeping the sheep. And then Samuel said, well, go send somebody for him or send somebody to go get him. And we'll not sit down till he comes here. And so Jesse sent and brought David in. And the Bible says that he was ready and of a beautiful countenance, goodly to look at. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him. So when the person appointed of the Lord, chosen of the Lord, came into the presence then of the prophet, Samuel here, or the priest, we should say, Samuel the priest. When he came into his presence then, the Lord said, okay, here it is. And many times that's when the Lord says stuff. You know generally what you're to do and what you're supposed to do, but then specifically the Spirit of God then came on him, and the Lord said to him, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. And David just didn't start at that particular point, but he had cultivated good work habits. Now, he was probably like any other boy, that he had to be made to do things probably at one particular point, but he got with the program, and he finally found out a joyous way to do his job. And I can just imagine, I picture David there with the sheep, and here's where I believe that a lot of his great insight into the heart of God took place. While he's there on this particular you might say agriculture, agribusiness job of tending or looking after the sheep to make sure that they didn't uh, have uh, some problem that would kill them off or that would injure them in any way to where they could be a productive uh, herd or flock and uh, also to keep the wolves from coming to grab a lamb and maybe kill it and eat it uh, because, again, that just takes away the profit from the enterprise of being in agribusiness. But this was the job of David, and then David began to enhance his position and his fellowship with God, in that I can imagine him singing. Maybe he didn't sing this song, but at least I can imagine him singing, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Because he had to be one 
In order to be anointed of God, God doesn't just pick out somebody who's given no thought to him whatsoever, like it's just a brand new idea. No, I believe that people used of God, God begins to deal early with people. And I believe that you have the Godward inclination about you. And David, I believe, had that, and I believe that he had enhanced his fellowship with God by praising him, singing to him. He played on his instrument. He must have practiced and played on his instrument because later on in this chapter 15 of 1 Samuel, it says that he was cunning with his hand. That meant that he played excellently. He wasn't just hoping to find uh, one, four, and five chord or the C, F, and G chord. If you know a little bit about music, know what that means. No, he had practiced and he had sung to the Lord and he had ministered, you might say, excellently unto God. And so then he was tending the sheep. He was doing what he was supposed to do. And this is the person I want you to see that got called out to be anointed. God does not hand out his anointings frivolously at all. But he reads the heart. And then not only does he read the heart, but also there are areas to prove an individual before God actually puts his anointing. I know that this day and time, many people use the word anointing, I think, fairly loosely. He's anointed, she's anointed, this one's anointed, that was really anointed. But, uh, and I'm not saying that they aren't or that it isn't, but I'm saying that we use that very loosely, but you don't just read every little bit where God anointed somebody. There's great leaps in the Bible here between when he anointed this one, then he anointed that one. So God is selective with his anointings, and he anointed David, and he was anointed to be a king because David was judged of the Lord. The Lord had seen quality in him. And so David then, of course, was carrying that out, even tending the sheep. First Samuel 16 and 21, And David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor-bearer. So uh, David became an armor-bearer for Saul, and we're talking about that as we just get the broadcast well underway here on the subject. You know, we will never flow in the anointing of Elisha. Now, this is for those who know what this means. You and I will never flow in the anointing of Elisha until we have learned to serve an Elijah. Because Elisha served God, but he served Elijah as his service to God. So you and I will never flow in the anointing of Elisha until we have learned to serve an Elijah. Jesus said this. He said, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. It is not difficult to claim that we are submitted to Jesus, but the question is, are we submitted to another human being? And that's a different story. One day, a fellow that I know of, he asked God, he said, what about my dreams, God? And what about my desires? And he said, the Lord told him to give those desires over to him, over to God and to work at fulfilling the desires and visions of the pastor that God had put him with, assuring this one who is bearing the armor, as it were, that if he would do so, that God then would see to it that his dreams and desires would be fulfilled. And you see, that's exactly what Jesus did. He gave up his own will. He gave up his own desire in order to do the Father's will for his life. In turn... The Father made sure that Jesus' dreams and visions were all fulfilled. A meaning of an armor-bearer, we're talking about God's armor-bearer. Just some of the meanings are 
Accept, advance, to bear or to bear up, to carry away. An armor-bearer means to desire or furnish or give help or hold up or lift. To be an armor-bearer is to lift. I'm thinking of Aaron and her as they lifted up Moses' arms. To some degree, they were being arm bearers, <laughs> A-R-M bearers. They're holding up his arms because as long as Moses' hands were lifted, his high arms were up there, uh, his hands were lifted in the air, why then Joshua and his own armies, Moses' armies, won. They were winning. When his arms were tired and they began to fall, then they began to lose ground. But then Aaron and Hur came and they propped him up and they just put some good, strong props around him. Then they held up one arm each, and his arms were held high, and the victory was won. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for radio time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls.